Are you ready to say yes to your wealthiest and most abundant life, overflowing bank accounts, and a deep sense of inner fulfillment? If you are, then you are definitely in the right place. Welcome to the Girl Unfiltered Podcast. loves and welcome back to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. I am so grateful to have you here and to share this juicy podcast episode with you where the tables have turned slightly because you're going to hear me being slightly coached by one of my own one-to-one clients because she works in an area of coaching that is pretty unique. Um, that I've never come across until I actually started working with her when she became my client. She works with entrepreneurs on their cognitive functions, so how their brain works. And it's really fascinating how this can massively affect day-to-day tasks, productivity, organization, all those different things in between that really affect the way that your business grows and how you feel as your business grows. And so I'm really excited for you to hear this podcast episode because every single one of us has cognitive functions and have some of us have weaker ones and some of us have stronger ones. And you may, through hearing me share my uh, struggles or my examples, you may really resonate with that and learn something about how you can develop your own unique cognitive functions. So her name is S.T. Rappaport, and I'm just going to dive straight into the podcast episode because you're going to learn more about what the heck I'm talking about through her. Well, I am very excited for many, many reasons to have a very special person, S.T. Rappaport, on the podcast today, because she's not only going to share about a really fascinating topic, personally, even to me, that we haven't dived into in the podcast before, but she's also a one-to-one client. And we've worked together, I want to say, for over a year now, probably. So we were just laughing about how if there's one podcast that she really understands the target audience, it's this one. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Helena. I'm like so excited for this. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's been a long time coming. So let's just dive in because you talk about cognitive functions. And this is something that quite honestly, until we started coaching together, I did not understand or know about and understand the power of cognitive functions. So let's just straight from you, because you're the best person to explain this. Can you help us all understand what the work is that you do around cognitive functions? Yeah. So first of all, most people don't know what cognitive functions are. So don't feel bad. And if you do, you probably know about it towards about like Myers-Briggs personality test. And just to clarify, so you don't get confused, we're talking about different cognitive functions. Okay. Talking about the 28 thinking skills, because thinking is like, we tend to think of it as like this big thing. Like we're just thinking, but it's actually made up of 28 thinking skills, 28 cognitive functions. And when we combine them together, we essentially do the tasks that we are going to do. So everything that you have to do 
you're using these thinking skills. You're listening to this episode right now. You are using some of those 28 thinking skills to take in the information, to process it, to see how it relates to you, to decide whether you like it or not, right? Then like everything that you're doing in your business, you're using these 28 thinking skills. Mm, Okay. We'll dive more into what those thinking skills are. But before, I would love to hear why you're so passionate about this, what your story is around understanding the power of cognitive functions. Yes. So have you like ever taken a course or like a program or like you even like read something in a book and like you tried to implement it, but like you couldn't implement it? Most people will say like, yeah, they're just lazy or like either the program doesn't work or this doesn't work. And it's just really challenging for them. They're like, whatever, it's not for me. Well, I took a Tony Robbins course. It's called Rapid Planning Method. And I thought it was like pretty cool. Like you plan based on your motivation instead of your to-do list. And like, I love that, you know, like what's your motivation? Like what's your goals? Where do you want? Like that's what you should do instead of like having to think about like, oh, I need to check that email, right? But I couldn't implement it because a lot of what he spoke about was thinking like six months, a year ahead. And I was the type of person that would do everything now. Like if you gave me something to do, I got it done today, like immediately. And I would never procrastinate. So I thought I was super productive, but everything happened had to happen now. So if I all of a sudden remembered an errand that I needed to do, I would run to the house and go do that errand. But I would go to the house three times instead of going one out one time to do those three errands. Mm. At the time, I didn't think it was a problem because I thought I was getting everything done, right? Except a few months later, I took a training, another training in this Feuerstein work that I do specific on the cognitive function of categorizations, right? So categorizing is about being able to like split things into groups saying like red, yellow, green, blue. And I thought I could do that. That was simple enough. But what about if I give you a bunch of random abstract items and you have to put it together in a big group and give me like that name of that group that I had big challenge with. Like my brain wasn't able to do it. That was my weak cognitive function. And during this training, I improved that cognitive function. And now automatically, without even having to redo that course, I was able to do Tony Robbins RPM method because now my brain could see Mm. the big picture. And now my brain could think a year ahead, six years ahead, right? And everything that I wanted to do or that I thought was impossible before, all of a sudden now looked possible because my brain now had another way to approach life and see things differently. Mm, Wow. Could you explain what the cognitive functions are? Because you talked about categorization and that might really resonate with some people, but there's probably other ones that they resonate with more. So what are the different cognitive functions? Do you want like all 28? (laughs) (laughs) How long will it take you to explain all of them? Maybe I'll just share like like the few common ones that I see like a lot of people struggle with. And on a surface level, a lot of them look like very basic, but they're all like, you're probably good at it on some level, but when it becomes more abstract or becomes with complex tasks, like that's when it gets more challenging. Um, So like really common one is called clear perception or the opposite when it's weak, it's called blurred perception. When there's like a lot of information and you're like, I don't know what to do. You walk into a messy room and you're like, this is too messy. I just can't even like take in the information, right? Like I just want to close the door and walk out. Or if you check your inbox after coming back from vacation and there's like 500,000 emails and you just like don't even know where to start, that's 
blurred perception, right? Too much information. Mm-hmm. Um, another one would be defining the problem. So many times, especially as like entrepreneurs, we're like so much into like taking action and we just like want to take action. And only like midway through, do we realize that like, hey, there's actually like a different problem here. The actual problem is something else. Um, so that would be another one. Another one would be comparing. This is very related to making decisions that you do. So we think we know how to compare, but we don't compare on the same level. So we say like, this one's more expensive, but this one's bigger. That's not the same level, right? We have to say like how expensive each of them are on the size of each of them. And then we could decide based on comparing. Another one is perseverance, which that I tend to like find entrepreneurs to be pretty good at. What else do we have? We have considering another person's perspective, right? So being able to think of how another person would think in this situation, this is really helpful like in communication and even just like dealing with clients and like, how do they see things like in your marketing? How do they perceive the things? So those are a few, but if you want me to share more, I could share more. (laughs) Well, what I love, because obviously we've been working together for a while. And so what I love is how you know, I hear you talk about how you have taken the cognitive functions that, you know, anyone, you know, you children can work on this, all ages, all levels, all walks of life can work on this, but how you have taken it and you've applied it specifically to entrepreneurs. And so I think, it, you know, it took a couple sessions of us talking through them for me to have it even click with me of what cognitive functions really were. And it was when you started to describe how it shows up in our entrepreneurial journey or our day-to-day nitty-gritty lives. And I was feeling very seen in some of them like, oh, that is totally me. I struggle with that. And while there's different, you know, there's so many different techniques we can apply to helping us solve those problems. But what I love is it with the techniques you use, it helps us identify the root of why it's happening and actually make a change. So I would love for you to share specifically how it applies to us as entrepreneurs when it comes to, you know, you're talking about our inboxes or or how we manage our schedule or time management or how we even lead our teams. Um, because we can think that, oh, we're just not good at that, or we're just not organized when it comes to that. Therefore, I need to delegate that out, or I'll never be good at that. Whereas actually with the work that you do, you can create long-term shifts. So let's help somebody understand where could they work on that when it comes to their own cognitive functions. Yeah. So usually anything that you're procrastinating on, anything you don't like enjoy doing, anything that like every time you have to do the task, you're like, oh, like take a moment to just ask yourself, what is the specific part of this that I'm not liking? Because for every task, there's many parts of that task. And usually it's not every single thing that we need to do, right? It's like one specific part of it that we don't like. So maybe like for you or like I know personally for me, it was like, let's say email marketing was a real struggle for me for a really long time. Like I pushed it off. Like I was really good at content creation, but like when it came to email marketing, I just like wasn't going to do it until like one day decided, you know, we worked on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like, you know, I don't care. I'm just, I'm like, I'm just doing it. And honestly, like in the beginning, the emails weren't like amazing. Like I recently like went back to some of them and it's like a little bit embarrassing. But what I did do at the time was I asked myself, what was the specific part of email marketing that I didn't like? And for Mm -hmm. me, it wasn't like not knowing what to write, which might be for someone else. For me personally, it was being able to express it in a clear way. Like I knew what I wanted to say, but in a way that was like interesting and just like made it fun to read. 
that comes from the cognitive function of giving a thoughtful response, like being able to say things in a clear, cohesive manner. So I worked on that cognitive function. Yes, I did everything I needed to do to also learn more about email marketing, right? Like I did the practice, I listened to podcasts, I took courses, all that stuff. But the thing that made the biggest difference was understanding what was for me the struggle and working on that. That was that cognitive function. If you want, like we could like figure something out together with you. So like, I think people might be able to understand that. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but let's do it. It's like a it's a total role reversal. I don't know what's going to come up, but hey, I'm I'm an open book. Let's do this. If you are feeling an intuitive nudge or pull that maybe it's time for you to work with a money mindset coach on some of the blocks, beliefs, and feelings that you have around money and abundance and success, then I would absolutely love to chat with you in more detail about how I can support you and what that would look like. Simply head to the link in the show notes below and you'll see an application page. Fill that out as openly and as honestly as you can. We'll take a look at that and then set up a meeting so that we can chat in more detail. If maybe one-to-one coaching isn't aligned for you right now, or it's not something that you're ready for, I also have other tools and resources to support you in stepping into a more abundance mindset. So I also have a free money magnet meditation that you can find in the show notes and a three-day money magnet bootcamp that you can access instantly. I'm here to support you and to help you really step into a space of abundance and magnetism when it comes to not only money, but your dreams, your visions, your goals, and the way that you desire to feel on a daily basis. We talked about before we hit record how ST can help me maybe understand where one of my cognitive functions could be stronger. So let's do this. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Okay. And like I said, we all have these weaker cognitive functions. So it's not like, oh, you just have it. Like I have hundreds of them. <laughs> yeah. And and am I clear, am I right in thinking it's not like, correct me if I'm wrong, can anyone have a strong cognitive function for each of them? Can we have strength in every single cognitive function? Yeah. So most cognitive functions, like especially high ambitious people, right? Like when you're starting to get more in the special needs, it might be like a little bit different, but like me and you and everybody listening to this podcast, a lot of times we're good at the cognitive functions in a certain way. So going back to that previous example, giving a thoughtful response, I was good in verbal, like being able to talk about it, but not so much in the written part of it. And you can leverage that to help you improve the weaker part. So I use different exercises to help me figure out how is it really good, how is it easy for me to write, to talk in a clear, cohesive manner? And how can I use that to help me in the written? Mm. Right. So just because like this cognitive function is a little bit weaker and affecting this task, but as you improve it, it will yeah. So it is possible with this work to improve all of them. Yeah, all of them. You can improve all of them whenever, okay. at any stage. And what's cool is not only 
anything related to that cognitive function will now become easier. Not just the example that we're just going to give, right? So not just my writing became easier every time I had, not just my email marketing became easier every time I had to do any sort of writing. Yeah. Okay. So let's do this. (laughs) Okay. Where do we begin? (laughs) Okay. Yes. So what would you say is something that's a challenge for you? Yeah. I was just thinking about this. Okay. So off the top of my head, I feel like when it comes to specifically my business, there's something around time management. So I'm a very spontaneous person and I'm a very go with your feelings person. I mean, go figure, look at the work that I do. Um, I'm very, I'm a very in the moment person. So when I start feeling a lot of structure or even though it's something that I crave, like I do love like structure and I do agree with the benefit of structure, but for example, I do find myself on a pretty regular daily basis creating content because it's coming from a place of what I'm feeling in the moment. And I, I go with that feeling, but I'm spending too much time doing that on a daily basis. And I, I do batch content, don't get me wrong, but I think it takes a little too long to do it. And I think that I'm still not fully batching it. I'm still going in and doing certain aspects of it on a daily basis. And if I could improve something in my business, like, I don't even know exactly how this would work, but dream would be a month's worth of content that feels inspired and then alignment would be created in one day. (laughs) Because I can't even imagine how much space that would create for me to work more on the high level stuff that I feel gets a little diluted by the fact that I'm still going in and working on this on a regular basis. And even though I can hire people and I do sometimes not to necessarily write my Instagrams and different things like that, but just to help with certain aspects of it, it's still pushing against something around being able to batch it. even in how I maybe explain it to them. So take with that what you will. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I really like what you said, like about the batching, like that you want to batch, but there's some sort of like resistance or some sort of like a blockage just making it challenging for you to batch. I always get pulled back. It's almost like I always get pulled back to being in it on a more regular daily basis. It's never a sense of it really is done and it really is taken care of. <laughs> okay. Why, why do you feel like that? Like if you have, have you ever like created like a couple of days, not even a month, but like this is completed and I'm, it's finished. Yeah, I have. And I'm actually currently, this is why it's probably up for me right now. I'm, I'm actually currently like working on how I would do that in my business right now. What maybe sometimes I push up against is, let's say, if I was creating five reels, maybe the videos are done, the reels are done, and that's batched, but I still find myself having to go in and write the captions like on a daily basis. So what would happen? No, that's a good example, right? So like you, it's not like you lack the ability to batch. Like I literally, like that categorization is like, I lack the ability to put things together. So you can do like the videos, right? That's proof. So technically, if you wanted, you could sit down and write all the captions. But after you record those videos, like what goes through your mind that you're not writing the captions then? I think probably because I've been in more of the creative space, I go and I maybe 
I focus on the video stuff and then I don't get round to dedicating as much time as I might need to writing the captions. So it's something about scheduling perhaps, or maybe it ends up taking longer than I thought it would. And also because I'm a very feelings person, I I need to feel inspired when I'm writing the captions. I want it to come from that inspired place, but I can hear myself. Look, I'm a subconscious coach. I can hear that there's a block there. So there's some resistance here. Um, it is really probably down to time management and also not dedicating enough time in my schedule where I'm like, this day is all for that. Because maybe similarly to you, I love to get things done, but I can find myself in on a daily basis being drawn to multiple different things. So maybe I shouldn't be recording videos, let's say, or maybe I should, I don't know, on a day where I have client sessions or I find myself distracted or maybe I'm slightly procrastinating on other things that I don't need to do that day, but I find myself doing them. Yeah. So there's like a lot there. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm hearing myself say this. No, no, no. It's really good. Not a lot. We cognitive functions, a lot of things to unpack. Yeah. So first, I'm um, not allotting enough time comes from the cognitive function, not surprisingly, of understanding time. Mm -hmm. Now, honestly, out of all 28, understanding time is the most abstract and like takes the longest to improve. Like even Einstein said, like time is like abstract. Like we just can't understand it, but we can. What, what, like for that specific thing, just because it's not that you're from having conversations with you. Like, I know you're not like completely lack of time, but like if that to be improved is, I like to say for a week, time all the tasks that you do often and see how long it actually takes you. It's going to be like painful for a week, but that way, like you actually know how long it takes you to record a video, right? So now sometimes it goes like the other way. Like sometimes like we procrastinate on something because like we think it's going to take us an hour, but like when we time it and we sit down to see how long it actually takes us, it really only takes a half hour. Mm. And sometimes the opposite, like we think, oh, it's just gonna take five minutes, and it doesn't take 10. Um, but that's just like on a on a on a simpler level, like the timing things. There's still, like you said, like that blockage of the things that you're getting distracted, or like you've decided. Maybe my question to you is: have you decided that today's gonna be a day about videos, or is it like I'm just gonna do what I'm in the mood of doing? See, that is, I think, what's going on <laughs> is I'm a very, I'm a very like, entrepreneurial spirit. And I'm like, I go with what I'm feeling. <laughs> so I'm even, I'm laughing at myself because I'm thinking about last week when I decided to record the five videos. Like, I, I mean, I ran to go put my makeup on and get a friend to record the videos within like I rushed it because I had like 30 minutes to do to do them <laughs> instead of being like today is the day where this gets done because I want to do so many other things and sometimes I deprioritize the very thing that that day should be about yeah so like that would be like priorities like deciding <sighs> yeah. like what what is priorities do you like in general ever make priorities or no? Because like oh, this, yeah. one second, this is where I just want to clarify. Like this is where we're coming down to the cognitive functions part. Because some people will just tell you, like you'll hear very often, like make business priorities. But in order to make priorities, you need to use different ones of the cognitive functions, and how you're going to follow through is going to depend on your cognitive functions. So yeah, what were we about to say? <laughs> no, I I definitely know how to prioritize. I mean, I've had a business for how many years, and I definitely prioritize 
getting stuff done. I just don't think it's being done in the most efficient way that I think time is being wasted. Okay. What part of like the prioritizing part is, do you feel like it's not being done in the most efficient way? Um, I just think honestly, content is not being efficiently prioritized in a way that's effective. It gets done. Don't get me wrong. Like I always am creating content. It's just that it's not being done in a way that's as efficient as it possibly could. So it's a, it's more of a drain on me. Like, for example, I know that you have batched your content, your um, podcast episodes until November. That to me is ins- like, that's incredible, but insane. Like, I wouldn't know how to think that far ahead <laughs> because I'm so in the moment. Right. Right. Okay. So I think actually it's like interesting Like while you're saying that is that like, it does come back more to the um, the categorizations of like that, the big picture of thinking that far ahead. And because you're really good at living in the moment, which like yeah. we so much need, sometimes we need the brain's ability also to like see like far ahead, like what, what is going to happen far ahead. So I think like on categorizations on a smaller level of like, let's say being able to like group like five videos together that you could do because categorizations is actually what's really interesting. It, it goes both ways. We have like taking a big thing and splitting it into groups and we have small things and putting them together. Does that make sense? Can you explain that again? I think, I think it makes Yeah. Let's use like an example, right? So technically we have like every single video of every single day is like a whole bunch of small things and you could like split mm. it into like monthly videos. You can split it by topic of videos or you have like content and I'm splitting it. Like, how am I splitting it? Am I taking a bunch of small things and putting it in a big group or, or maybe like I'll use a simpler example. Like I could have an apple, an orange, a carrot and a cucumber. And those are like each individual things. Mm. Or I can say here are fruit and veg, I'm splitting them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So how would you then apply that maybe to my situation with categorization? Right. So now to your videos, you are very much like in the right now. So you're making videos yeah. in the right now. You can make a small group of like five videos, but as soon as I tell you like, oh, you need to record 50 videos, what happens then? <laughs> my eyes pop out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What, what does your brain think? How do I think of 50 content ideas in one time? I think that's where my brain goes. Right. So this is a very good example of where like your work would like complement what I'm doing. Cause like that is like a subconscious thing. Like, oh, I can't think of 50 videos at a time. Now, really, if you could think big, right. And you could think like massive, like 50 videos at a time, then you would find you're thinking so big that you would find a way to make that happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So personally, even though I record my video, my, I record my podcast till November, I have an idea dump. Anytime I have an idea, I have to think about it. So when I, I just could write it down. So when I have to come to recording my, I don't know, six month worth of videos, I don't have to think of 50 ideas because Mm. I have my ideas. Right. But your brain is struggling to come up with a solution for that because it's struggling to see the massive picture. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I mean, I do also think, wow, how much time would that create for me? Because it's almost insane to imagine on my, from my perspective, 50 videos being created, but also seeing what a relief that would be. 
And I, I do think subconscious work also ties into that because there can be beliefs that then come up for somebody on, well, hang on a minute. Like I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like, hang on a minute. What would it actually mean for me to have that much free time? What would it mean for me to not be busy in the doing and actually in in the maybe in the being, maybe it is like, wow, I would have more time for my relationships or I would have more time for my family. And there could be, there could be fear or there, there could be blocks around that. Or let's bring you back to money mindset. Oh my gosh, how much is my business going to grow? How much am I going to be seen? How much more of a capacity would I have to work on the high ticket items in my business where I could make more money? Ooh, I don't like that. Like subconsciously, that could be like, I'm I'm not, that's not one for me right now, but I'm thinking in terms of my clients, like that could definitely be a block of if I were to do this, what are the subconscious fears or downsides to that happening? Yeah. So they like, like you said, like they literally go both ways. Um, but like for a sec to bring it just back to the cognitive functions part, like if I told you, let's say I would give you 50 ideas, right? Like we could continue going down this path. Like, can you now record 50 videos in a day? My instant thought is no. Because <laughs> there's still that cognitive function there. We didn't, you see, this is where we don't solve the problem. Yeah. We just give a hack. We just give a band-aid, right? Like we yeah. buy programs because like, hey, like they're going to give me 50 content ideas. Perfect. I don't have to think of content idea ever again, but it doesn't actually mm-hmm. solve the problem as to why you, it's taking so long to create content, right? Yeah. And then I would have a block around that because I'd be like, they're not, I don't want to take 50 content ideas from somebody. I'm like, they're not going to be in alignment with me. So why did your block come? Well, some of it either could be because of the future of like what could be, or it could be because of like, like you said, like the money and like all that, those like money blocks, or it could be because like your brain's way of thinking is blocking. Mm, For sure. Yeah. And that's where you come in, right? Right. (laughs) Your brain's way of thinking is, is blocked. So what would you do? Like, because I mean, 50 feels really big, but I would love, I would really love, let's say that ideally this would be dream world. Once a quarter, I have a team come in and they record and batch a ton of videos and content for me. And that is created for the next couple of months or three months. Like 90 pieces of content. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That is actually something that I do want to work on. That is something I would love to experience this year. What would you do for me and my cognitive functions to help me be able to feel that is possible or that 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 can that that is safe to do that or that my brain can even be okay? <laughs> That's that happening. <laughs> yeah, it's more like about like creating um the brain okay, it would be like you. <laughs> Mm. like your magical work here. It's more about like your brain's ability to think in another way, which is together. Cause as your brain's ability, then you're okay. And as you're okay, you develop the ability to think in another way. So they really go like so much hand in hand. Um, but if you were my client, like I would do specific exercises to improve that cognitive function. Professor Ruin Feuerstein is the one that identified these 28 cognitive functions. And he created specific exercises to improve each one of them. And once you improve that cognitive function, it's gone. Now, if I want to say I'm not solving the real issue, which is the cognitive function, and I am just helping you with content creation, I would just like ask you, like, what would you need to do? Like, what would your brain need to do? Like, what sort of actions do you need to do 
So that way, when this team comes in, you are ready to record 90 pieces of content. I love actually being organized. That's funny. That's where two parts of me can sometimes contradict one another, where I am very in the flow, very in the moment, but I also love like a good, like organized, like spreadsheet or word doc. It just feels organized. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Great. I'm glad that they're not. (laughs) Um, I would want to have it all laid out. I'd want to know where we're filming, what we're filming, what the overall vision would be for each of them and my outfits picked out and maybe just like what support I would need on the day to be as efficient as possible. I think those are the main key things. Yeah. And then for each one of them, it'd be like how you're figuring that out, right? So when you're picking out your outfits for each one of them, do you think it's smarter to first to decide on a topic of like what you're going to talk about in your video and then decide an outfit, decide a topic, decide an outfit, or decide all the topics and match all the outfits. Probably topics and then outfits. Exactly. Yeah. I just used specifically that example because that goes like back to categorizations, but that's where like you don't lose the time, right? Because you don't have to keep on going back and forth. You sit down at your laptop, you decide your 90 ideas of content or Mm. you have your dump idea or whatever, whenever you feel inspired. And then when you're going to pick your outfits, you just have your 90 ideas and you just pick out which outfit is going to go for which one. Mm, Yeah. And then I have another question for you. When you're recording, what do you think is the smartest way to record? The smartest order in which to record the videos? I don't know. Uh, From the first one to the last one. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Do you have 90 different outfits to wear for each one of the videos? No. Oh, definitely not. Like there's going to be repeat outfits. (laughs) Right. So (laughs) keeping that in mind, what's going to help you to, what do you think is the smartest way to record that videos? Put one outfit on, record all of the content that would be for that outfit and in that location, and then change outfits to the next location. Right. You see, that's again categorizing. You're making them in groups. Do you see? Mm-hmm. So you could have technically recorded them all in one go. And maybe if you were wearing one outfit for 90 days, that's what you would do. But like you said, that's boring. Yeah, that might be a bit boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But like if every outfit, everything gets like four or five videos, then you yeah. change your outfit theory of saving time of changing outfits, right? So that's like a, a simpler example to see like where you're not like keep on changing back and forth. But until you actually improve that cognitive function for every single task, you're going to have to re-ask yourself, what's the most efficient way for me to do it? As soon as that cognitive function is strong, all of a sudden your brain now sees it. Mm, okay. So what would be just, I know that there's a lot of different assets to the work you do, but what would be maybe a couple of examples of the work that you would have that client do to help them improve it? Yeah. So like I said, we do like these exercises from Professor Ruben Feuerstein. They're literally like paper and pencil exercises. Um, but an example of one of them for categorizations is where there's like a sheet of like 20 animals. Okay. And you have to like create a zoo based on certain um, like limitations, right? Like obviously the fish have to be in the ocean and like certain animals can't be in certain ones, but you have to also group them together, like to create, save the most amount of space. So now your brain, it has to start thinking what's the best way to categorize and organize this sort of zoo, right? So that's an exercise that your brain that is training your brain to think in a way, but there's like a lot of buildup of exercises that come to it. 
what you could do for yourself at home is, or even like for your business, right? Like take something, take a random something that you you need to organize. So maybe it could be like all your clients, you could do content. If you're even like maybe reorganizing like a closet in your house or something like that, right? Like probably doing a lot of that still after your move. Um, yeah. Oh, I think you're like 100% is on my to-do list. So <laughs> right. Okay. So next time you have to organize a closet. It's a very good example. Give yourself an extra like 20 minutes or however long it's going to take you. I don't know if you're giving yourself time to do it, but like allow yourself the space for it to take extra time and really think about what makes the most sense for things to like, what makes the most sense for, for things to be grouped together? Like, just because in the old house, these things work together, maybe there's a smarter way to do it. Maybe your life like changed a little bit and things need to be put in a little bit of like slightly yeah. different ways. A perfect example of that would be the weather. It's very different here. So it doesn't make any sense for my winter clothing to be out during the summer months. Like that can be put away. And that's something that I was just thinking about. I haven't implemented it yet, but I was like, oh, this could be just completely put away. So the only clothes that are out in my closet are the ones I'm actually going to wear. Exactly. Exactly. And then like, even in your closet, it's like, which outfits do you wear most often, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was, so so am I, I'm even having an aha moment from hearing you speak about some of the exercises. Am I right in thinking that through like the very hands-on exercises you're having your client do, really what you're doing is firing up that part of the brain. You're actually firing up that cognitive function. It's like a tr- it's like starting to train that muscle. Exactly. Yeah. We have like neuron connections in our brain and we are either creating new neuron connections or like we're making them stronger and we're making mm. that part of the brain work better. I like to think of it as like a muddy path, right? Like if your brain is like this mud and when you go down the track, you're creating one track. And then when you go down again, it bec- the track becomes easier, right? And then go every time you walk down the track, it's easier for you to use it. Mm, okay. So we have, we have that pathway. It's just some of us haven't been using it. So it's not been strengthened. It's yeah. not path hasn't been laid in such a strong way. So really the exercise is just going, uh, my brain knows how to fire up this side. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Amazing. Okay. I'm even understanding more of how this works. So I think for me, the cognitive function is categorization, but also time management. Time management, yeah, encompasses like everything having to do with time, like planning and deciding and like, right. And that requires many of the thinking skills. Um, But the specific one is understanding time, right? So like how long things actually take you. Yeah, for sure. Okay. But don't work on both at the same time because then you're going to work on none. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay. So what, what would you, how would you have somebody that you're working with work through those differently? If I was working with them, like I could work with them multiple at the same time. But I found that like when people work at home by themselves, when there's too many to remember, like you don't end up doing any of them. You just really want to, like you said, you want to like fire up the part and like be aware. So like decide for the next two weeks, let's say you're working in categorizations because that you're like still organizing your house and it's a really good time to do it. And then the next two weeks or even month or so, like you're just being very conscious of how long things take you. How does it actually take you to like get ready in the morning? or whatever, to write a content, a piece of content. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think big takeaway for me is probably also just being okay 
with one whole day being dedicated to that instead of thinking I need to do that plus all of the additional stuff. Because if I'm thinking big picture, actually in the long run, it serves me more efficiently to be okay with dedicating an entire day to that. It saves me time, not the other way around. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I would then try to come in and work with somebody on their subconscious blocks. <laughs> yeah, they work so well together. I love yeah. it. <laughs> so let's talk about that because you've obviously been working with me, you know, on a subconscious level. We've been working on money mindset, but also other aspects of life and business and beliefs. So I would just love to know how that has felt for you being somebody who works in cognitive functions and then complementing that with the kind of work we've been doing? Yeah. So first of all, I came to you like looking for, like I knew I had, obviously I have cognitive functions still need to work on, but like in general and like business processes and like things that a lot of people struggle in business, that part was like doing pretty well. But what I realized was like one half was really strong. The other half needs to be really strong also. So like that's when like I knew like I needed a money mindset coach like you. Um, I didn't know how awesome you were then, but (laughs) (laughs) But, like that's like what was the first thing like that I knew needed to think. But what happens is after every time like there's like a breakthrough or I understand something better about like why I've been approaching things a certain way and like there's been like a money block there and a mindset block, like what's happening. I try to go back and think about like which one of the cognitive functions is affecting it. Sometimes it causes it. Sometimes it just like enhances that or that blockage, right? Like it literally makes the blockage stronger. Um, And then I want to work on the other side of it, right? So if I cleared up the blockage with you, then like, what can I do on the thinking skill part to really make it super strong. So now this blockage isn't the blockage anymore. And mm. even though it's been cleared up, but like, it's, it's not like, it doesn't take energy afterwards to go and implement what we spoke about. So what would you say, because I'm sure some people are going to resonate with this. What was coming up for you that made you realize that you even wanted a money mindset coach? Cause I, I think I remember you found me, I, I believe very rarely this happens, but through my website. And I think you just made the decision very quickly. Like this is somebody that I want to work with. Where were you at? What was coming up for you that that felt very aligned at the time? Yeah. So like I said, like my, my business processes were really good in place. Like I knew like I could create that content and I could like do all the stuff that everybody was talking about, but there was still something, I guess it's like intuition. Like I still, I knew there was something wrong. And if I want, I could either say it's intuition. I could also say, bring it back to the cognitive functions part, like defining the problem and figuring out what the actual problem was here. It's not systems. It's not like more team. It's not right. Like the actual problem here was um, some of those blockages. And I don't know, I yeah, like together those two with that intuition, like I knew I needed it. And I just like Googled money mindset coach and a few people came up. No one looked very good or as good <laughs> as you. And like, yeah, I did my research, listened to the podcast and like, I was like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I didn't even know that you could Google me and it would come up. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. Money mindset coach. Try it. Yeah. I wonder if it still is. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So we've worked together for a bit for for a little while now, which has been super fun to do. I've learned from the, you know, even talking about cognitive functions, I've learned from you. What would you say just on reflection have been like the key mindset 
blocks or beliefs that you've uncovered that have made a shift for you that maybe you weren't even expecting when we started working together? Oh, I'm going to start with what I was expecting because the okay, great. answer comes yeah. first. So like I had done in the past, like work on boundaries on different things. And I knew there was still some deeper work there. Um, so that most definitely like cleared it up. Like now it's like not even a thing like mm-hmm. boundaries. I don't know. It was so long ago that we did this work. So I don't I even know. know if you remember, but like. People have no idea hearing her talk about boundaries. What like for her to be like, oh, I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> no idea where you were at with that before. So it's, it's amazing. to right. hear. <laughs> but I, I think like the, the biggest like surprise for me was like how many times, like I felt like I was literally in a new space. It's not just like I'm going up, but like, I literally felt like I shed something and like, mm-hmm. I'm now approaching business and I'm now approaching clients and I'm approaching everything that I'm doing, like from a completely different space. Yeah. Yeah. And that really is the power of the subconscious work. And sometimes I even struggle to articulate it because it is just, it is that it is, look, if you're, if you're struggling with something or there's resistance or a pattern or a habit that's coming up and you are even aware of it, how do you explain like the power of this work in a way where you can go back to the very root and you can change the outcome of that and how that's been weighing on you and living within you so that within that one session, you can approach that aspect in a completely different way moving forward. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it how would so you good. describe like for somebody who is thinking, well, what is it that Helena does in her sessions? How would you describe that process or how we hold space for that? Okay. The first thing is that like every single session is a breakthrough. It's like such a big one. It's like, you know, Helen and I have worked with like a lot of coaches in the past. I'm like a big believer in these type of things. And I mean, some of them have been like pretty good, but there's nothing about like every single time, like you walk away, like feeling on a high, like something just like has been a breakthrough. Um, but to, and to actually answer the question, um, what happens usually is like, we just like discuss what's, what's going on and figuring out like, where's there some resistance into something that's coming up, like something that you want to do or something that like you should be doing or whatever. And figuring out what caused you to have that resistance. Right. And most times it's from something that happened in the past and just figuring out through, I don't know what the right word is, but like for someone who doesn't know anything about it, it's just like relaxing my I don't know how how you would do it like my there's like official terms for it that you know not even me but like (laughs) yeah it's called matrix re-imprinting which sounds really like kind of intimidating when you hear those words but it's also somatic words it's following the feelings in your body yeah so like for like someone who doesn't know what it is like I would like think of it as more like helping you get back to where that belief started from like helping you figure out where it came from through that feeling, right? Like you just said, and then just creating something new from it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that you feel that you walk away with a breakthrough every time, because that is such a big piece of my value and like my value pillar in my business when it comes to -to one-to-one coaching is that that's what I desire for every single client to experience. So I'm really grateful that you reflected that back to me. 
Um, if you were to share a piece of advice for somebody out there who is struggling with money mindset or feels like they're stuck with where they are, whether it comes to cognitive functions or the work that I do, what would you love to say to them or express to them? Yeah, money mindset coach. <laughs> I did not pay you to say that. That sounds no, um, but really, really, really. <laughs> Like to like actually answer the question, whether it's cognitive functions or money mindset or whatever it is, you want to take the time to figure out what the actual problem is, right? There are going to be people where money mindset is a bigger thing, and there are going to be people where cognitive functions is a bigger thing. And even within those, it's like what part of money mindset, what part of cognitive functions. And just taking the time to like really asking yourself why multiple times till you figure it out. Like what is causing this to happen? It's not about blaming. It's about figuring out what the root cause is and then solve that problem. Mm, yeah. And that goes hand in hand with what we both do. That really right. is what it is. <laughs> Instead of putting a band-aid on the wound and keeping going round and round in circles, for example, if I were to think about my cognitive function, a band-aid might be hiring people. But I haven't solved the cognitive function within myself yet. So better to do that first and then go through the hiring process. Exactly. Also, when you do hire that team to come in once a day to record, it's going to be a lot easier. Yeah. Not saying that you can't do it now, but it will be a lot easier. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, we could chat for ages and we're already going over time. So (laughs) thank you so much for joining us. But before you go anywhere, please share where people can find out more about you and also learn more about their own unique cognitive functions. Yeah. So you could take the cognitive function assessment for free at lifepicksuniversity.com forward slash brain. So it's lifepicks, P-I-X, university.com forward slash brain. And where would you like them to connect with you most? Yeah. So any social is Life Picks University, but my favorite one is TikTok. I do spend a lot of time there. <laughs> You're really on it with the TikToks. And is that Life Picks University as well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amazing. We'll have all of those links in the show notes below so they can go and connect with you and download that resource as well. Thank you so much, ST, for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Helena. If you loved today's episode, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button because women supporting women is my jam. And if you want extra daily doses of motivation, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and go ahead and screenshot this episode. Send me a DM and share your biggest takeaway because I love hearing from you and I just really want to drop into your DMs basically. (laughs) So I'm sending you so much love and abundance and have an amazing day.